From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 Podcast. Powered by our proud partners, NSR, National Scouting Report. They are the world's leading authority on all athletic recruiting. You can get more information on what they're about on social media, on Twitter X, I guess as they're calling it now, X, right? At NSR now, as well as on Instagram at NSR underscore NOW. And you can also get more information on what they're about and the many great things they're doing on their website at NSR-Inc.com. My next guest, uh, gentlemen, I've been, we've, uh, we've connected uh, a while back last summer, and we've been trying to get him on for a little bit, and uh, glad we finally got him here. He is Jason French, the Partnerships Manager of our great partners at Gipper. Jason, welcome, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to, excited to talk a little shop today. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to have you here. Grateful to have you here. And uh, tell us, uh, you know, you're joining us from uh, good old sunny California, and tell us... Uh, What's new? What's going on? Nothing much. Not so sunny here today. Um, we're having, I can't, I know I'm going to be coming off obnoxious here when I complain about the 63 degree weather today with the little, little overcast. It's it's unusual for us San Diegans where we get uh, 75 degrees and pretty sunny all the time, but yeah, it's pretty good here. Like I was mentioning to you before the show, having a fun weekend uh, with some friends and uh, yeah, looking looking forward to this conversation though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What a downer. I don't know, man. 63, uh, 63 degrees, 63 degrees in, in uh, normally Sunday, uh, sunny uh, California. I don't know if you're going to get it, but uh, we'll do what we can, man, to get you through here. So, uh, yeah. So again, uh, so tell us, you know, we're going to dive into a lot of things. Excited to have you here as well. And, uh, um, you know, in full disclosure, right. I know you're the first to say it's like, hey, you're not by you know by background you're not necessarily super deep in the soccer world but yes. you also know i think you i think you sell yourself short because you you see the connection and you know a lot more in some of the conversations i've had with you in the past you know a lot more about uh, our great sport than i think you tend to lead on at times so we're excited yeah. to have you here but uh, you know so one of the things really when we first met right you go back to last summer at the coaching school here in texas the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention. That's where you and I first connected, had a chance to meet and did an interview there with you. And uh, so from then to now, uh, you know, you just, that's kind of part of some of what you do, which we'll dive into a little bit more. But uh, we know you recently, just last month, you were in Anaheim for the um, the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Tell yep. us, uh, Tell us, give us a little bit more insight as to what that was like from your perspective. Well, uh, my little bit about me and th that helps lead into, you know, my, my background in the sports technology space is I am a former high school football coach. So I've been around high school athletics my entire adult life, uh, played high school, played college, got into coaching, traveled the country doing a lot of 
uh, private quarterback training and public speaking engagements for USA football. So I've been in athletics my entire life. And uh, about five, six years ago, got into the sports technology space. And the first company I worked for was actually in the recruiting, the high school, the college recruiting space, um, you know, along with, you know, NSR, one of, they would definitely be one of the competitors in that space. And so during my time working at that previous company, uh, it's called Field Level, uh, fieldlevel.com. I've uh, still got a lot of great friends there. Another good platform for the world of recruiting. But um, when I was a part of that company, I would we would go to USC and I got the opportunity to go to uh, the one in Kansas City a few years back, which is my first experience at USC. And this is me. Now, I've been to every single coach event in the country, AFCA for football, NFCA for softball, AVCA for volleyball, uh, ABCA for baseball, and then USC. And I really was really impressed with the overall uh, way that they put this event together um, for, from the technology hub to the layout to just the transition from the vendor floor to the field space for, uh, for the different clinics that they would put on, the live clinics that they would put on the field. Really, really impressed with how they do things uh, from, I mean, just the communication standpoint with uh, the people at USC, um, you know, and then just all the answers they get to you, they're, they're, the way that they, uh, you know, get you in a position to be successful at the event. So really enjoyed it. Um, like you mentioned, I, I, although I don't come from a background in soccer, um, I am someone that loves to travel, you know, internationally. So I'm in a lot of different countries where soccer is the lifeblood at, of, of sports in that country. So getting just to be around different people from all over the world was probably one of the more unique things about USC because you're meeting people from literally everywhere in the world that's coming in for this event. Uh, so in my time at my last company at the event and then this time in Anaheim, which I found interesting, I heard this multiple times, was that for some reason, the West Coast, when the when the event is on the West Coast, as it is not as attended as it is when it's on the East Coast. So I figured, you know, you want to come out during the winter because that's when the event is. It's in January. You want to get out to the West Coast. It's warm. It's nice. Um, who wants to go back east where it's cold? Uh, <laughs> but apparently, apparently, people like going to the East Coast event. And I do remember feeling like the event uh, in Kansas City um, was more felt more attended. Uh, than the one in Anaheim. But uh, we had a great time. Uh, my coworker and I, the, the coworker that came with me, uh, she leads our customer champions team. Her name is Jenna. And Jenna is a former college athlete. She played college soccer at Colgate, uh, coached soccer at Colgate as well. So uh, it, she, she had a great time, obviously, being able to connect with a lot of people that are our customers, uh, but also a lot of people from her soccer past. And so she was pointing out a lot of people to me uh, that would walk by again. I don't know all the names and, and all the faces. So somebody that's a, a big hitter, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm a football guy, right? So I know he just retired, but uh, you know, Nick Saban, Nick Saban's the biggest name in college mm -hmm. coaching or, 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 or uh, Jim Harbaugh, those kind of names. Of course he's now with the, with the chargers, but uh, you know, the, the Nick, the Nick Saban of soccer, college soccer would walk by and she's like, Oh my God, did you just see who walked by? And so it was really cool to be able to connect with and see uh, the big the big names uh, in the sport. Uh, and then I was mentioning to you, Hector, um, you know, in San Diego here, we're getting a new MLS team. So uh, get to just talk I, because I am actually trying to become more and more of a soccer fan, you know, outside of watching Ted Lasso or something. Um, I want to learn more about soccer. So it's fun to get to talk to different coaches from all levels 
um, uh, of, of competition from youth club through high school, through, um, you know, you know, folks that are coaching at international levels. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of those, uh, programs where people were, you know, come to our, uh, academy in Spain, be able to have the opportunity to train with us and around world-class athletes, um, and then get that cultural experience as well. So got to chat with a lot of folks like that too. And it's always great to see, you know, what the newest thing is in that sport. Again, I've been in football my whole life. I always know what the newest thing or was always aware of what the newest thing was in, you know, technology when it comes to equipment or balls or shoes or equipment, or I'm sorry, I already said equipment or, you know, apparel. Um, you get to see all those things. So we get to see a lot of that stuff too um, at the, at the USC event. So overall, amazing event. Um, I'll be honest. We were kind of tucked away somewhere, so I didn't get as much foot traffic um, uh, as I would have liked. Um, but you know, that's all about you know getting in there early, getting securing your booth at the right time. Uh, so we we've been to this event. Gipper's been to this event two times in a, two years in a row, um, and I I do hope to plan to be back again because uh, I do think it's one of the most well put together, well organized, well attended events in all of the coach sports space. So really good, really good time there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, the West coast, right. Being out in Anaheim. And one of the things is that it is predominantly, you know, the roots of United soccer coaches going back to NSEA, right. The national soccer coaches association of America, they're in the East coast, right. They're rooted in the mm. East coast. So, so it's predominantly Midwest and East coast in terms of where they've had the convention in the past. And I believe this was the third, only the third time ever they had been on the West Coast this past mm -hmm. year up in Anaheim. So it's, and, you know, different schools of thought. Obviously, we recently had in episode 106, we had uh, both the newly elected president, Rusty Oglesby, as well as the CEO of United Soccer Coaches, Jeff Van Dusen. And we got in, we got into it a little bit talking about that and just the different strategies. Some, in some cases from the vendors, right, there isn't. It's not a, it's definitely not a reluctance. It's just a kind of wondering if, are we going to get the same kind of foot traffic when we're out on the West coast? One of the reasons being, as you said, right, it's uh kind of, Hey, it's better weather out there, which sometimes as a vendor gets you kind of wondering, it's like, Hey, are they going to, is everybody going to wander off outside during the convention rather than be inside? But mm -hmm. um, as in speaking with many, speaking with many vendors, speaking with many officials, many coaches that were there, this past year, they said, no, they said it was great. And uh, vendors got a lot of great feedback from different, different vendors that uh, the podcast team has spoken to as well. So uh, definitely excited to see that. And then of course they have coach uh, coach con now, right? Which they're, they're just newly established this past year. I think in August, last August, they had it in uh, Las Vegas, I believe. And they're bringing back, they're bringing that back at, in the, this summer as well. I forget the exact location. I don't think it's Vegas. I can't remember that. So, uh, so my good friend, Rusty Oglesby, forgive me for that one, but we can plug that one. We'll follow that one up later. But, uh, but yeah, so it's kind of this mix still evolving, I think on the West, on the West coast, uh, West of, uh, I guess, Kansas city, if you will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's great. And, um, you know, one of the things we talked about too is, from your perspective, right? I think for our audience, right, is they normally get the perspective of a convention from a coach or a player, maybe a player, a student athlete that gets to go and attend and be part of it somehow. Uh, but what about help us understand a little bit more what goes into it 
for let's say United Soccer coaches this convention from the vendor's perspective, the experience, the setup, the logistics, what does that look like? I think it depends on just overall what you're investing into the event. Uh, we went on a on a smaller investment where we just did a, one of the smaller 10 by 10 booths. So me and a, and a and one of my coworkers I mentioned earlier, Jenna, uh, we were we were the two people there. I believe the year before uh, we had a speaking engagement that we were got we got to be a part of. So I think that's always going to be impactful when it comes to driving more foot traffic to your booth. Uh, you know. The week before I was at the baseball coaches convention and I had a large speaking opportunity where I got to speak to a large group and that really generated a lot of traffic for us. So I will definitely be looking into doing something like that and trying to find a way to get in front of the, the coaches uh, at the event. Now we know, and I know, cause I've been a coach, I, I again, former football coach. I used to go to AFCA as a, you know, just as a coach. And you, what do you do when you go to these events? You're, you're there a lot to, spend time with a lot of people that you've coached with in your past, right? The coaching game is always, no matter what the sport is, a lot of moving pieces. You're getting a job here. You're moving and getting a job there. Um, if you, if your life and your passion is, is the sport of soccer, you're probably all over the map and you're, you're, you're going where these opportunities are for you. So uh, you want to go and just connect with all your old buddies that you had and you've made over the years, all your old teammates, all your old coaches. Um, you're also networking a little bit, trying to find your next gig. Um, at these events. So there's a lot of like fun and networking and eating, going out and drinking and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and we know that. And so sometimes, you know, people aren't always, I guess the us, us vendors are trying to get your attention so often that it, you know, it's a lot easier to look down at your phone. So uh, while they walk by. So it, it, for us and me and my personality type, I just try to stay at the edge of our vendor booth, say hi and hello to everybody. Hope that Either somebody uh, sees our background, notices what we do, um, and and wants to come talk to us. What what our platform does, which I'm sure we're going to talk about more, is something that every high school, every uh, club, every college soccer program is doing in some way, shape, or form, or is very interested in doing so. And so, uh, if they you know pick their head up from their from their conversation with their friend or or their phone, and they see what we do, and we see us we see us saying hello to them, uh, typically they'll stop by and chat with us, and that's when we get our opportunity to give us. Uh, to give them a quick sales pitch and then hopefully uh, get them more information afterwards. So um, again, I think we, we were not in the most advantageous location of the event and we had a smaller booth. It's definitely, you know, you can go to these events and there's like the haves and the have nots at these events where you're like, Oh, if they've got like a big location, you know, they're going to get a lot of foot traffic uh, just because of their location and maybe their name brand obviously as well. Um, another fun thing about going to these events is realizing what the big name brands are. Um, at these events, there's there was a company. I'm forgetting it, but there was like a clothing brand that I've never seen before. And I saw people walking around with apparel and shoes, and I had to go find this place out to go to go check out their gear because I had never seen it before. Because but it's big in the in the soccer world, so uh, that's always fun to watch and, and learn about that kind of stuff too. As somebody coming from outside the culture, but in the sports world, but outside the the niche culture of of soccer. Right. What was the biggest difference that you noticed from your perspective? In, and I get it, another different company back in Kansas City in the previous yeah. one you attended. But from Kansas City to Anaheim this year, biggest difference that yeah. stood out to you? What did you? Yeah, you know what? I didn't notice that they had the innovation hub like they had in Kansas City. So and I might I might butcher the explanation of this. And by the way, you need to get me in touch with that new president at USC. I'd love to meet him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they had this they had this area in Kansas City where, of course, the, the company would have their their booth location, but then there was an innovation hub where 
there was almost a, like a desk. It was everything looked the same, but it was a desk with a computer screen and a couple high top chairs where you can take people and show them your technology platform. So not only would you have your location in the, in the vendor floor, but then there was like this low, this hub of only technology platforms could utilize that space. Of course it was a different, an extra fee that you can utilize, but I really thought that was really, really smart with just where sports are going. Kind of a demo, kind of demo sharing kind of, uh, I guess, booth area, I guess, if you will. Yeah. It was like a booth. It it was, it was these pop-ups and all looked the exact same. There were white setups, Mm -hmm. um, with like a, a, again, a, a large screen on there for you and to have your, a customer or, or possible customer sit across from you and then you get to demo your platform or your, whatever your technology is at that location. So I thought that was really neat, really smart with so much of things going that route where it's wearable technology for athletes now or our platform with social media graphics. Uh, that was a really smart and new thing that I'd never seen any of the other coach conventions do before. I thought that was pretty neat. And it was all on the way to that soccer field that they put together for those in-person demonstrations and clinics. So I thought it was really, really smart what they did and doing that. And I don't remember seeing that uh, in Anaheim this year, Mm. but maybe, maybe they'll do that. You know, maybe it's all predicated on space. It was pretty packed convention center in Anaheim. So maybe they just didn't have the space for it. No idea. But I really thought that was a smart thing that they did. Right. Yeah. And by no means am I going to, <laughs> am I going to speak for United Soccer Coaches, uh, con, you know, just United Soccer Coaches and yeah. the convention. But what I do know, so prior to, um, prior to the president, right, we had, all, we also had the, the then uh, director of strategic growth, Brandon Milburn, who's, who's actually moved on. He took a new uh, job at his, uh, his alma mater. But uh, when we had him on, he was talking about some of the different logistics and the setups of the convention and one of the things he mentioned to me was what he mentioned on the podcast was that um, the Anaheim Convention Center, it just provided a different, uh, it was a different setup, right, from let's say Kansas City, because everything was largely all in one area to include the media row that they had this past year there, which normally the media row is podcast row is what they previously called it. It was in a totally separate area. Uh, outside of the exhibit hall, and this time it was because of the nature of the setup for the exhibit hall, everything was essentially comprised in it. Uh, so I could imagine more than more than anything, I'm sure it comes down to logistics, but also the other piece too is United Soccer Coaches being based out of there, out of Kansas City, probably mm-hmm. gives allows them to do a little bit more since that's where they're headquartered. So uh, yeah. I could imagine there is somewhere in there that lies, but it's the first time I've actually heard about that technology hub like that. Uh, I think that would be definitely something worth from Gipper's perspective, probably worth uh, <laughs> worth mentioning in terms of feedback for, uh, for future conventions. Yeah, it was a really cool idea. And I did notice that the podcast media row was inside. I think it was around like the, is it called futsal? Did I screw that up? The futsal uh, area, yeah, the, the futsal like uh, field space there, um, instead of being outside and like the hallway leading into yeah. uh, the vendor halls. I remember that from Kansas City. Right. And if you go back, if you listen to some of the podcasts that were featured on Media Road this year, uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, at times a little harder to hear, but it gives mm-hmm. it that very authentic buzz with the busyness going on in the background, you know, so yeah. Uh, so pretty cool, pretty cool to be honest. Yeah. Um, all right, so shifting gears here, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit. So Gipper, right? You know, we've been partnered with them now for going on uh, almost a year and a half, really. 
and uh, we've loved every minute of it. And, uh, you know, from so many people are still, it feels like here in, in terms of in the state of Texas across different athletic departments, you know, different clubs, they're still, still discovering it, but tell us why Gipper? Well, I'll give you the quick pitch that I tell a lot of people when, when, when they come up to our vendor booths at, at the different kinds of events like USC. Gipper is a templated graphic design platform built for sub-professional athletic departments and club programs, college programs as well, to create division one level looking graphics in under a minute with zero design experience needed. And uh, all of our graphic designers come from major division one programs, University of Washington, Alabama, Nebraska, St. John's. And they're the ones creating these graphics or these templates uh, for these different sub-professional organizations to take these templates, all they need to do is put in their colors, their logos, their fonts, pictures, and now they're cr often creating uh, division one level looking graphics. And again, in under a minute uh, with no design experience, you know, needed in your background. And if I can do it, you can do it type of thing. And it's, it's really been, uh, we are the leading content creation platform in the country uh, when it comes to uh, the different, again, sub-professional uh, programs. So we, we're not in any, you know, professional organizations, but we are in over 4,000 different organizations around the country. Um, again, and that, and that's, and that spans, uh, you know, all the different sports, uh, we're in, we're, we're partnered with a lot of different soccer organizations, statewide soccer organizations, and, and they're using us. I was on your Twitter account today, actually, Hector, mm -hmm. and just tons of the graphics that you're reposting are our graphics. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to see that. I'm always encouraging to see that. And it, again, it, it Coming from a guy that's a, that's a former football coach and, and folks that you know that are listening that are coaches as well, we're always trying to level up, right? We're always trying to be that next level of whatever we currently are. I was a high school football coach. You damn well better believe that I was trying to have the best collegiate level off-season training program. I was trying to go to college programs to learn their scheme to bring it back to my high school football program and install those kinds of uh, scheme in our offense or defense. So we're always trying to level up. We're always trying to level up who we are as coaches what we're doing as an organization, whether it's high school or club, whatever the case may be, we're always trying to let, bring that next level of professionalism into our organization. And uh, whether we like it or not, you know, social media is here to stay. Uh, people want to get their information. Now they want it fast. They don't want to read too much. Uh, they want it to look good as well. And then on the, on, the, on the flip side, these organizations, these club organizations, these high school programs and, and athletic departments, they want to give they want to communicate with their communities, whatever that community may be, whether it's their athletes, their parents, um, their athletes, you know, uh, secondary family or family outside the outside of that location that that's wanting to keep tabs. I know if my best friend's kid is playing a, playing in a football organization, a football league, or or a soccer league, whatever he's doing, mm -hmm. I want to I want to follow that organization to see you know what that team's doing. Did they win that tournament that weekend? Um, they got a game coming up soon. Whatever that sport may be. And so I'd want to keep tabs and I want to keep tabs quickly as well. I don't want to sit there and go to a website and read forever and click around just to find something. Right. I want to find that while I'm scrolling. Uh, you know, I, I'm stealing this phrase, but, you know, thumb stopping graphics. Like yeah, I want it to be a thumb stopper. Mm -hmm. and I want to look at, stop my, stop my phone, look at that graphic, learn exactly what I want to get out of that. And again, like I mentioned earlier, that, that, that flip side is that organization trying to communicate with all the great things happening inside that organization. And, you know, we've had we've got every single use case you can think of when it comes to what kind of graphics that they can put together and put out. And it's really taking a lot of organizations, whether it be club or high school organizations or co or, or college organizations, because we've got Division One programs utilizing Gipper, D two, D three, NAIA, JUCO, 
club and high school. So everybody's using us at every level. And you're able to extract that information uh, from the organization and then also impart that to your community. So I can go on and on about all the different use cases that we've got. uh, But, you know, I don't know, I'm rambling here. Please feel free to stop me. Uh, but the club organizations and these these different high school programs, they're competing for kids, right? You know, if you're if you're a club program and you're you're competing for the same amount of kids in your community, in your neighborhoods. And how are you differentiating yourself uh, between the different organizations down the street? Well, you're probably getting you're probably talking about how often you're getting your kids to college. Well, how are you showcasing that? How do you how do you get help get kids to college? You gotta get that stuff online, you gotta showcase that, you gotta market that. And so we've got, you know, recruiting graphics, we've got offer graphics, we've got, um, you know, player of the game graphics, player of the week graphics, uh, tournament champion graphics. We've got all these different use cases uh, for these organizations to really showcase just all the amazing things that the athletes that are doing and what they're doing as an organization as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things we we wanted to talk about, we wanted to ask you about latest features, right? And you mentioned Mm -hmm. many of the content creators that you have on staff there, they're whether they're just they're they're obviously they're create they're creatives themselves maybe some of them SID backgrounds what have you different things but one of the things that we wanted to kind of give us a little insight is whenever a new uh, and I forget the word right when a new particular type of uh, graphic platform is what do you guys call it it's not a platform what do you call it when you pick up a new particular series right to launch for oh, a new- pack like a, a design pack, pack? yeah, yeah design, design pack yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So help us understand the genesis of a design pack. What, how does that, where does that originate in terms of the meetings, the staff? How how does all that get pieced together? Because since you all have gone to these more specific design packs, uh, and of course they're very specific, they're they're very diverse in terms of whether you want to target, whether it's X, you know, Twitter X. Instagram, what have you, uh, different, you know, your, uh, video, all these different options that you have, how does that, where does that originate? How does that come together? Start to finish? Well, I wish I could get inside the mind of a creative cause that's not who I am. Yeah. But uh, fortunately for me, I was, I was spending some time at the baseball coaches convention, uh, with our director of de- our design team and another designer on our team as well. So I sat there and just got to pick their brain. Cause I know we have end of month or, uh, end of month meetings every month so the beginning of every month we recap what happened the month before and many times our design team will get on there and tell us or give us a little peek of what's coming soon and that's my favorite time and i think it's a lot of our company's favorite time is to see what graphics or what templates what design packs are being created and coming out soon so from how i understand it they get together again a lot of these folks on our design team come from that college background and so they're they're following every college program that you can think of so they're, they're constantly uh, bringing in, you know, inspiration into what they want to do. Now, what makes a difference, you know, for us is we have to make things in a simplistic way, uh, where you know someone can plug and play the colors, the logos, the the pictures, video graphics, things of that nature. So, if you're following, uh, you know, if you're following, I'll use the University of Nebraska because one of our one of our designers uh, came from University of Nebraska. He follows. He he also went to Nebraska, so he follows everything Nebraska, right? So. They, they create a they create some kind of a graphic for Nebraska. It'll give him a, a bit of inspiration. Now, we can't just go copy that graphic. First of all, we don't want to just copy people. We want right. to be original. And so from, from there, we'll take bits of inspiration uh, or our team will take bits of inspiration from different organizations, stuff that they've thought about doing themselves. Again, these are creative, very creative people. So they've got their own opinions and, and design ideas as well. And then they get together. They, they throw together what they 
you know, what they are inspired to put together for a new design pack. They get it in front of the team. They see which ones they like. They make tweaks. Then they get it to our product and our engineering team where it makes it, you know, where they can now make these graphics, you know, where you can change out the different aspects of the graphics, the different features inside the graphics. They want to be able to change this text box or be able to move the text box that they designed here. We can, we allow our, our users to move it over there. It's one of our things that we make that we do differently in comparison to a lot of our uh, competitors is you're able to sure you can use the, the template that we provide for you and just do that exactly. Um, and it'll look phenomenal or you want to change it up a little bit, you know, something you want to, you want to, you want to add a little logo here. You want to take that text box and move it over there. You can do that as well to bring in a little level of, of customizing as well. So uh, they get, they get together, they put those meetings together. I'm not a part of those meetings, uh, but they, I do get to be a part of uh, what they, what they tease us with and then what they show us with. And then when I was with those designers, I was like, Hey, show me your backlog. What's, what's coming up next. Right. So I got to see uh, what they're what they're coming up next with, and it's amazing. Uh, some of the stuff they showed me uh, during that trip, they've already come out with. Uh, I think we've come out with. I want to say in the last month, we've come out with like five new, five plus new packs. Right. Um, right. So uh, we're always putting out new templates uh, every. I think we're doing it biweekly now. Uh, we're putting out new templates, and so a lot of a lot of a lot of like ability for people to not look the same as everybody else. There's a lot of, a lot of flavor, a lot of variety within our platform. Yeah. You know, one of the, there's two things I often get asked about Gipper, right? And, uh, and we make it a point to whoever we partner with, we have to be obviously involved using their products so we can stand by them. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. there's two things I always mention about Gipper is one is the customer service. Customer service is incredible just top notch right and second the second piece is in addition to the quality kind of a one or a two and two way i guess one is the quality but two the the level is as you just because you just spoke to it right is the the evolution right it's not like i i sign up for a membership and then and what i signed up for a year and a half is where gipper you know what I signed up for a year and a half ago is exactly what I still have in terms of features, these design packs. No, it's like, it's so the evolution, it is constantly evolving. It is constantly being tweaked, new features. And I mean, I think that in itself is amazing because it's a very forward thinking, very ambitious organization. And it's, and the evolution, as I call it, right. It's constantly evolving. Um, I don't know. I, I, and, and when I mentioned that, I think it, it kind of it most people who I speak with it gets them gets them a little bit more intrigued, <clears throat> fired up into want to go look into Gipper. Um, but as you tell us, right, maybe we have some people who are on the fence. We probably we have a lot of people who probably seen Gipper's uh, design products before and didn't even realize that it was Gipper, right? But what can you share for some of those? Uh, maybe there's some ads, some coaches, some club directors. Uh, maybe somebody who even wants to, you know, their own uh, supporters group, right? Um, someone who's on the fence or is considering Gipper, but what can you share? If you let us peek behind the curtain, what is maybe some things that are on the horizon for Gipper? Yeah, um, I'm going to answer both of those questions with with one answer. It kind of, it answers both things, but I also want to touch on something real quick when you talked about our customer service. Uh, I mentioned her earlier as the, as the coworker that came with me to uh, the soccer coaches convention, Jenna, she leads our customer champions team and our customer champions team. And I obviously, I, I know I work for the company. I'm always supposed to be saying good things, but I truly mean this. 
we've got phenomenal customer service. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the likes of customer service that I know I love when I typically deal with Southwest Airlines, when I deal with, when I've dealt with Huddle in the past, uh, Huddle's a partner of ours, and I'm not just saying this about them because they're partners of ours, but I was a former football coach, like I've mentioned multiple times. Anytime I've ever had an issue with anything with Huddle, I've got the most outgoing, personable, helpful person on the phone with me at Huddle. And I love that aspect. I feel like if I'm spending this money and I'm in a moment where I'm like, I got to get something out. I got to get something. I got to do something, a task, um, you know, in Huddle or now with Gipper, I got to get this game day post out. I got to get this schedule out. I got to make sure I'm continuously communicating with my community, but I'm not figuring something out for some reason. Our customer champions team is here to help you every single one. I've gotten to meet and spend time individually and at events with every single one of our customer champions. I've gotten to uh, listen in on some of their conversations as well. And they are exactly what I was mentioning earlier, upbeat, happy to help. All they want to do is just impart their wisdom and their knowledge of the, of the platform to our users so they can go out there and just create phenomenal graphics for their social media needs. So they, thank you for saying that. I like to talk about that a lot because I really do believe that is a huge aspect of what you get when you get with when you become a user of Gippers. Now, uh, things that are on the horizon, or you talking about the evolution of our company, uh, coinciding with what's on the horizon. Well, what's on the horizon just launched. I know it's not on the horizon now, but it just launched this week. We've just made some tweaks to our um, editing section, like how you are able to move through our platform and creating template, uh, creating graphics with our templates, and just how easy it is uh, for yeah, if, the if you're looking. Yeah, the interface, interface of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I noticed so that, that this week, and I was like, "Oh, this! I love this! I love this!" Yeah, like, it was. It kind of hit the nail on the head of, you know, when you're thinking something but you just don't know how to articulate it, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, so it. Excuse my 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 phrasing this, but you know, I sometimes I use the phrase "idiot proof." We made we made something that was already idiot proof even more idiot proof this week, and it, it's just so seamless. Uh, what our product team and we have a new uh, director of our product pro product team, uh, Ryan, and he came in and just he showed me this like two months ago that we were what we were going to be doing in, in our platform and uh, verbally uh, explaining it and gave me a little uh, a little peek into what we were doing. And it is just so seamless and easy to facilitate through the platform of how I want to change this picture and all of a sudden on the left hand side of our editing section is just going to show you hey this is where you need to be and where you're going to work out right now if you're working on this picture oh you're moving to this area for your font or new text that you want to add in this is where you're going to be doing that you're not going to search or scroll it's just so seamless and easy uh one of the things that even my friends that were uh that were um or our athletic directors they would they would text me or call me like hey can we would love to be able to see when you, when you hit the fonts and you want to find the right font, uh, you know, at, before you could not see the preview of what that font looked like. And that was something that we were, we had never had at Gipper the ability to look at that font, but it's something that everybody gets to do on their word or their Google docs. So it just seems like, well, why can't I do it on Gipper? Obviously it's a lot uh, easier said than done to get these things uh, built out and coded on a platform. And, but we've just got that done as well. So I, I, I've had friends, those same friends that were like, can, can you guys get this fixed? Well, it's fixed. And now they're fired up about it. Um, our, uh, for those of you that are in the tech space, you guys are all probably using a, a, a platform called Slack, uh, where you get to share messages and pictures and videos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, our Slack channels are just blowing up this week. 
um, of uh, different emails that we were getting to share with each other about all the great feedback we were getting about those changes to our platform. So uh, that's that, that was a really exciting thing that happened this week. I know I'm fired up about it because it's something that I get to talk about on things like this at a podcast with you when I'm on the road, which I am a lot um, uh, during the year at different AD and coach events. So that's a big deal. And that just happened this week. So I really want to make sure I touched on that. So if anybody was like, for some reason, I don't know, this is going to be too, I don't, um, I hear this a lot and I'm sure you do too, especially in, in the coach space with all these different ADs and coaches. Oh, I'm an old dinosaur. I can't figure this out. That is false. We can, you can right. figure this out. It is that easy to figure out. And uh, you, you can, you can make your staff real impressed with the, with the graphics that you start pumping out uh, using our platform. Um, you know, even though you may think that you're not uh, able to do it, you know, your technology challenge, our customer champions team will get you coached up and our platform is so easy to use. We'll, we'll, we'll make, and we'll continue to make it easy to use as, uh, as we go forward. Uh, some other things on the horizon. Now we've got some things coming out with, you know, we're constantly trying to make things more automated. Uh, that is a part of what we want to do at Gipper. So uh, the ability to, you know, in our platform, you're able to save your colors already, your team colors, your specific hex code. So you never have to have the wrong blue or the wrong red or the wrong yellow. And those kinds of things happen all the time at the high school level. Uh, so you're able to have the exact hex code. Uh, you have all of your logos in there and as well. So we want to be able to make you pick a you pick a template. Our templates, for those of you that have not been on our platform, let's say we have a template pack, uh, a design pack. And let's say the design pack comes black and orange are the colors that we're utilizing in the design pack. Obviously, you select that, that image that you want to use or that template that you want to use. And then you're able to create the, you take your team colors and interchange that with the original template look of it. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to start, instead of you having to change it and click it, we want to give it already do that for you. We want to help you have one click, one, one button to click to kind of shuffle those colors around for you to go, how would you like it if we had using the colors you're using today, you got on right now with Air Force, that, that blue and white. Do you want it more blue? Do you want it more white? Well, what's the best look? One click away and be able to see that. So that's on the horizon. That's coming here soon. Uh, so that'll be exciting to showcase uh, to people. Um, the other thing, the other thing big that, that's, that's coming this year is, is we're going to be bringing out more templates and design packs than we ever have. And we've already started that in our Q1. So Q2, Q3, Q4, you're going to have so many options um, to, to, to pick through where you can make sure that you're not looking like the club down the street um, or the club that you're competing against uh, the, in that tournament that upcoming weekend. So we're going to have a lot of options out there, more than we've ever had before. We've already got more than 2,000 templates. We're going to have, I'm not going to, I don't want to put out a number because I don't know what that number is, but we're going to have more uh, than we've ever put out in, in the entirety of, of our Gipper history. So those are two really exciting things um, on the horizon. And then the most exciting thing was just that, that editing, that editing section change is really, really simple to use. And just, so seamless. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you here is your role. So we talk about your particular title, right? Partnerships manager, right? Mm -hmm. What exactly does that for us, right? For, for the audience, what does that mean? And then highlight, talk a little bit about the ongoing, the partnership here be, between Gipper, your role. And then of course the podcast here with us, uh, with the 50, 50 podcast. Yeah, my roles had a little bit of change over the last year. I came on board uh, literally a year ago uh, this week. So I've been, I'm in my one year anniversary week here at Gipper and it's been an awesome time. And I've learned a lot uh, and I have got a lot of great experience here with our team, um, our CEO, Matthew, our new COO, uh, Bill, 
our director of sales, Brian, uh, are all you know extremely intelligent people that are just guiding this company and helping me out a lot as well. And we get to work a lot together on uh, the different partnerships and uh, the different relationships that we're, we're creating, maintaining um, as we move forward. So my role started off with focusing more on corporate partnerships, what we call channel partnerships, um, like with, with folks like Huddle or Hometown Tickets or NCSA. Uh, those, those are some of the, the different partnerships we've had uh, over, the, over the years that I was focusing on uh, when I first came on board. Um, through some through the year and through some changes within the company and also with my own background because I, honestly I, I really like uh, where where my role has has been led to which is getting to be more hands-on with our association partnerships or other sport group type partnerships um, as we move forward I don't know how to, exactly to how to explain because there's so many different kind of kinds of uh, organizations that either serve coaches or ads uh, but for the most part, uh, we get to work with a lot of state association or state athletic director associations, um, statewide soccer associations. I probably talked to three or four different state uh, soccer associations this week that we're already partnered with uh, or working with or, or planning to renew our partnership with uh, in the year 2024. So uh, that's really where my my role is at now. Um, I'm also a, war, a road warrior. I'm on the road a bunch. Uh, I have no kids. Um, so I don't have any like that home responsibility to leave a wife with kids or anything like that. So um, I get on the road. Um, I love doing it because, you know, e e like we talked about it earlier, even though I may not be a soccer guy or come came up in the, so in the, in the game of soccer, ball is ball, like coaching, talking ball, talking coaching, um, talking you know, practice planning and dealing with athletes and parents and scheme whether it's the same scheme or not, you're, we're all learning the same kinds of things. So I love being around uh, the folks that I get to be around at these different events, uh, which is coaches, athletic directors, and the like. So I get to be on the road a bunch, uh, creating relationships, creating opportunities. I don't know why that happens. Whenever I use my, my, do you see that? That thumb that comes up. That's like a new thing that happened uh, with Apple. And I'm going to, I think I can take that off. Okay, good. So let's see if it happened this time. No, oh, perfect. Good, good. So, um, so uh, I kind of liked it to be honest. It was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's like part of the update with uh, the new MacBook. So what was I saying? Um, whether I'm on the road yet, creating relationships with um, athletic directors uh, for our sales purposes, right? We're always trying to bring in leads uh, for our company, but it's also creating uh, relationships with the directors of these athletic director associations um or different coach associations or the the directors and presidents and vendor uh managers of these different large scale coach association uh conferences so my role is a lot of relationship building slash everything that our partnerships team does in the end is trying to bring in opportunities to our sales teams as well so mm -hmm. a little bit of a tip of the spear of the sales team here i'm not closing sales um on a day-to-day -day basis um, although I, I have closed a handful of sales on the vendor floor, uh, when I'm at these different coach conferences or AB conferences, but uh, for the most part, it's, it's really all about, uh, teaching people about our platform, getting them really interested, helping explain what we do in a simplistic way so they can see where and how we can impact their lives or how we can impact their organization, um, as a whole. And so we're creating those relationships, maintaining those relationships, uh, and, uh, and then, yeah, ultimately getting these opportunities for our sales team and uh, and also sourcing new opportunities as well. 
Um, you know, if there was a version of, you know, the 50, 50 podcast in the, the, the fast pitch or, or softball space, I'd want to be out there trying to find those opportunities as well, um, to get in front of that audience. Now, as you mentioned, you know, when it comes to, to our relationship, as I, as you posted in, uh, in, in the preview graphic for the, today's podcast, soccer, all again, although I'm not the soccer guy, soccer is the foundational sport of our, of our company. Arguably, as our CEO is a former Division One soccer athlete, our customer champions, uh, director of our customer champions team, she's a soccer athlete, soccer coach. Our director of sales, Brian Amos, soccer athlete, soccer coach. Um, so we've got a ton of soccer um, in our company and uh, being get, getting to be a part of, uh, you know, the, the 5050 podcast. Obviously, you're in as much as I love California and I will fight for uh, California pride. Um, you know, Texas is arguably the most dominant sport, uh, state in the entire country. And Texas does everything well athletically, uh, soccer, football, obviously it's known for football, but soccer, <laughs> you get, you get, yeah, so you, Texas does it right. Um, I, I get to go out there and, and, and speak at different, uh, things at these different high schools and these high schools are just monuments to athletics. And so I love, I love get to, to be around, um, that as well. So. I think for us in 50-50 podcast, it's it's a great opportunity to get in front of more folks in the soccer space um, and to continue to show them our product and how our product can really showcase how great their organizations are doing and what they're doing inside their buildings, on their fields, with their athletes, and uh, and the success of, of, of the young people that are, are part of those organizations. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, we've talked about the many features. We've talked about the platform. We've talked about the experiences what Gipper is about, where they're going. If I'm a coach, right, let's, I guess, kind of brass tacks here, right? I'm a coach, I'm a director, maybe I'm an AD. It's like, why, and I'm listening to this, why should I, why should I care, right? Uh, at some point, that question will get internally asked, right? Uh, why does this matter? What, how would you give the elevator speech? What would be the elevator speech to that? And when, it, when it comes to why a platform like Gipper matters is the foundation of that is what matters when it comes to marketing your organization and uh, the way folks are marketing their organization now and the, the, the way people want to receive that marketing is through social media. We don't like reading very often. If we do, we, you better send me an email with some bullet points in it. Um, I don't want to click around a bunch to go to multiple websites or, or click through a website to find the extract the information I'm looking for. So in the end, Websites, uh, I'm sorry, social media is the preferred way people are getting their information from their favorite professional sports teams, college programs, and then obviously how uh, they want to extract and get that information about the the, the youth and or high school organizations. Um, likewise, kids are on, on social media nonstop. The days of end of year uh, banquets where they hand out trophies and and paper uh, certificates. Kids don't care about that anymore. They want to see the Offensive Player of the Year award goes to this athlete, and they want to see a really cool-looking graphic, and they want to see that graphic on social media where they can share it as well. And so uh, that's where kids are. That's where that's where all ages are at this point. They're, everybody from, from grandma and grandpa down to, down to athletes are on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter slash X 
Um, we don't have anything for uh, for for TikTok or anything yet, but they're everywhere. You're you're everyone is on social media in one way, shape, or form. Another great thing about our graphics is our graphics and the, the templates that that are that, that become graphics are not are not just used for social media. They're printed out. They're used as bag tags. They're used on on uh, on uh, video boards. Uh, they are created for email signatures. I mean, people are using these templates. Um, to just overall brand their organization. And uh, we, as we all know, we've got our favorite teams out there. And that brand, that brand means something. And you know what that brand stands for when you see it. And these different organizations, whether it be a club organization or a high school program or college program, uh, they want their brand to mean something. And the way that you do that is to be consistent, to look great, to look professional, and uh, and to be able to get that brand in front of folks. So for me, it, it, and to answer that question a bit, is just if you want to make your organization look professional, if you want people to take you guys seriously, to make you guys, if you they want you to look at they, if you want folks to look at your organization as a reputable place for their athletes or their young people to go play on, utilizing social media to to showcase the success or the value of your program um, is going to be really important. And our platform is. The best way to do it, the best, easiest, most seamless way to do that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one of the best things I, I, I'll actually hit on it in a second, right, with our, with our script read here. But um, one of the things that I love, so I did have as a content creator, I had a background already in this, right? And so when I came across Gipper, it just, I felt like it was also one of those things where, uh, yeah, maybe a, a plug and play, people with limited experience or zero experience, but if you're also right, what they refer to as the power user, right? It just gives you so many more infinite possibilities to do so many more things, just as you mentioned, right? Printouts, right? Whether it's printouts, cutouts, bag tags, it just gives you so many more options, so many different features. And the best part is, again, I come back to two things, is the customer service, world-class. I've experienced it personally. That's why I stand by it. And two, it's always, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly being tweaked and adding new features, new options, new looks. And uh, why, why you wouldn't want to be involved with something like that? It, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to go back to, uh, and thank you for those compliments on the company. I want to go back to a couple of things you asked earlier uh, on what's on the horizon. In the end, what's on the horizon for Gipper is we want to be the go-to one-stop shop for your marketing, for your organization. And I think that's what's going to be, that's like our, our, our North Star as an organization. We want to help you market your, your organization, whether that's high school, college, or club. Uh, and however way you want to do it, we want to provide those tools for you. Right now, we are the leading content creation platform for social media graphics. But we've got other things coming um, that are going to be able to help uh, your organization communicate with your community. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention that I didn't touch on is when it comes to like why Gipper, why in general on social media is money. You know, all these organ, you know, whether you're an athletic department, sure you're not a business, but you've got to bring money in. You've got to fundraise. Uh, you know, equipment's not cheap. You know, getting a new soccer goal isn't cheap. Uh, these things, these things cost a lot of money. And uh, the antiquated ways of hey, uh, local business, you can put your banner in our stadium or in our basketball gymnasium for X amount of money. That's still happening. But now if you're going to go forward and you're going to either spend, if you're going to spend time as a designer, let's say you're not using a platform like Gipper, but you're going to spend time creating um, graphic assets for your social media 
or if you're going to spend the money with Gipper, which is we have a very we have a very affordable plans for folks. But if you're going to spend the money to create these these graphics and put it on social media, you've got this digital real estate. Let's make some money off that digital real estate. And so you're able to utilize our graphics and add sponsor logos as well to provide and bring in more revenue for your organization. And we've got teams that have done so many fun things with that. And, and I'll use an example that's professional and then something that I've, that I've also heard um, uh, from, uh, from some of our from one of our customers uh, at the high school level is I'm a, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm a Laker fan. You know, and I don't know if they do this anymore, uh, but what they used to do in Staples Center is whenever the Lakers win and they held the team to under 100 points, the entire stadium, and I don't know if anybody re remembers this, they would start screaming, we want tacos, because they had a partnership with, with, uh, with I believe, um, Jack in the Box, where if they, got, again, if they won the game and they, and they held the team to under 100 points, when you walked out of that stadium, you got a coupon for a taco at Jack in the Box. And so the entire place would go crazy. And that was their, their partnership. Well, likewise, now high schools are getting more, getting more creative with these partnerships as well and like advertising it. So, you know, Oregon, you know, there's a local gas station. And this is an idea that I, that I, that I took from a, from a high school that, that gave me this idea and told them that they didn't do this. This local gas station would give certain, you know, cents, not like, you know, dollars, but like 10, maybe somewhere to ballpark between 10 and 50 cents off a gallon based on the score of a foot of a home football game. So if the football team won and they held them to a certain score, I, and I forgot the details on that, you would be able to go to that gas station and get X amount of cents off your per gallon. And like they, they would use that gas station's logo on their, wow. on their, um, on their graphics. And it was a really cool thing. You got your local pizza uh, spot, you know, they are the red zone, um, you know, red zone partner of our, of our school. Uh, whenever the, the football team would get into the red zone, all of a sudden there's like a graphic that pops up with that partnership logo and you're able to extract revenue off of those logos. So another really cool thing that, uh, that people are using our platform for, um, is to bring in revenue. Right. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. And Jason, you were, I mean, you were doing so well. We were talking about soccer, Gipper, and then you had to go ruin it and mention you're a Lakers fan. You oh, sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Now, we forgive you. We forgive you here. We're in Spurs country here, right, here in San Antonio. But, uh, but yeah, longtime rival, right, Lakers, Spurs, right? I know you remember those, right? So. Yeah, I, I do. And you know what? Those days, I, I was never – I could never hate on the Spurs. They were such, they were such a great – Basketball organization from Popovich down to Ginobili and Tony Parker and uh, Mr. Fundamental and, and Tim Tim Duncan. So always a fan of what they did. So it, it was never in my heart. Never hated them. Always hate losing to them, but uh, never hated them. I always got so much grief, right? Because it's like, how could you be a Spurs fan, lifelong Spurs fan? But my all-time favorite player was a Laker, right? Magic Johnson, right? My all-time favorite was he was a Laker. He's you know so long-time Laker. So yeah, I've always gotten a lot of grief over that one. So. But uh, as we start to transition here, Jason, tell us um, again. So we've hit a lot of great things here. Tell us where can they get before we transition over to our second segment? Uh, where can they get more info? People might be interested, want to get more info on Gipper. Where can they go? Yeah, I, I put it in the, in my name here, Gipper.com. Uh, my, my best advice to everybody here is hopefully you learned something from what I've talked about today about how easy our platform is to use, how important it is to create uh, you know, content for your social media platforms to, you know, disperse the information of what's happening inside your organization. Uh, but the, the really, 
you know, I, I've sat here and said how easy it is. Hector's talked about how easy it is. The best thing to do though, to, to, to believe what we're talking about is go get a demo. So go to gibber.com. Um, go ahead and you can request to uh, sign yourself up for a demo. You can also do a 14 day free trial. So you can get in there for 14 days, play around, click around. Unfortunately, you won't be able to see what it was before as of a week ago and what it is now. You're going to see the most easy uh, version of our platform um, in its entire history. So you can go in there, get that 14 day free trial if you'd like. You can go in there and schedule for a demo. If you go to gipper.com, you can get that done. Um, we've got buttons that are very obvious in the top right hand corner to say schedule a demo or free trial. Or if you want, um, I don't know if we have the ability to do this on here, but if you want to sit here and write it down, my email is the letter J, last name French, like the language, J French at gogipper.com. So feel free to reach out to me. I can answer any questions you may have and I can get you in touch with one of our sales reps as well. So whatever you want to do, we're here to help get you in, in, in front of the right people here at Gipper to learn more about how easy it is to use our platform. Say that for us again, Jason, your email. Yeah, it is J French, F R E N C H at go G O Gipper, G I P P E R.com. Got it. Okay. So perfect again. And if you're obviously, if you're listening to this podcast or you're listening to it later, uh, you will see, you'll be able to hear that again. That's J French at go Gipper.com. If you're watching this, you can also see that on the, on the, uh, the footer, the ticker there at the bottom, J French at go Gipper.com. So, and that leads us to the perfect segue to tell us about, tell you, our listener, about our proud partners at Gipper, right? So Gipper's a way that schools, athletic, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. Join over 4,000. Now, I remember when it was 2,500, but join over 4,000 coaches, ADs, that use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part, anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. And just for being a listener of the 5050 podcast, listeners of the 5050 podcast can receive 10% off any first time Gipper purchase. Simply visit gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. And that will lead them to that sign up for that trial that you were talking about, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And then let us tell you about our other great partners at Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the top provider of custom-knitted scarves, beanies, and other fan merchandise in the U.S. All merch is fully custom with free design services. And here's the kicker. All, all of these come with free shipping on all orders. Contact them. You can contact them at info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs or quotes built out for your school, club. Maybe it's a supporters group, something you want to do, a personal, uh, personal set of scarves, right, for a club you might have. Again, you can contact them at info at globalscarves.com. Simply mention the podcast or use the code hashtag 5050pod and our good friends, Kyle and Bill, will be sure to take care of you. So, all right. So, Jason, you survived the first half. Now you've made it to the moment of truth, our counterattack segment where we get to ask you some just random off the wall, not so much soccer, but, you know, just random off the wall questions, get to know you a little bit and have some fun, not at your expense, but with you. You ready? <laughs> Just don't just don't ask me to explain offsides or anything like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll butcher it. That was question number one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. First one. Any uh, secret talent you might have that maybe just family, close friends might know that most people don't know about you. Secret talent. I can clap with one hand. Now Think about that. I gotta see this. I gotta see. 
Yeah, I can clap with one hand. Yeah, secret <laughs> talent. <laughs> that always, right. that, that always, that gets a chuckle. And then, like when you, then after like a minute, you're like, all right, stop it. It's kind of right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a first. That's definitely a first. Yeah. All right, next one: day person or night owl? Ooh, day person. Morning. I love waking up early in the morning. Um, I'm definitely a morning person. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot of energy in the morning. See, I, I've often had this, I've told people for many years, I've been on the opposite. I, I am a, uh, I guess you could say I'm by nature, I'm kind of a night owl, but I'm an early riser, right? Still figure that one out, right? I'm an early riser, but not a morning person. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of one of those uh, early riser. Yes, just automatic. All my years of, I think, in the military, I just kind of automatically early riser, but not a morning person by any means. So Yeah, I think the older I'm getting... Um, I'm 42 years old now. So I've, I, you know, I did all the, the going out stuff a lot when I was in my twenties and thirties. So I'm a little tired from all that. I like to get to bed a little earlier nowadays. Although I saw any of my buddies in town, he kept me up pretty late last night. We were out around about in San Diego. So, um, definitely slept in this morning. Right. Yeah. But you know, you're a wet, being a West coast person though, I imagine that's gotta be brutal, right? Trying to, or how does that work with you? Cause most people talk about it from the East coast perspective, as far as the start times for different sporting events on TV, right? Uh -huh. How does that work the other way? Is that like, you know, you got games starting at like 4 PM kind of thing or, you know, games on the East. How does that work? Is that, you know, it, it's uh, for us, I mean, on the West, I mean, the West coast, you know, when I'm watching a basketball game, I'm typically watching like a, a 7 PM basketball game especially Laker games, you know, sometimes they'll have uh, an earlier game or something like that when they're on the East coast, but seven o'clock games is pretty easy standard for the week time for basketball, football, Sunday football is always pretty good. It's 10 and one, mm -hmm. 10 and one. And I think like, you know, the night game's going to be like five. So all very, very good times for me personally, or I think just in general, like, you know, you want to go get lunch or you want to go spend the day, you know, watching games with your friends or having people over for barbecue. So that works out. I've got a friend that lives in Honolulu where he's watching like Monday night football at like, you know, two in the afternoon. Right. So that's, that's very odd um, for them. But yeah, I, I like the, the sports times here. Only thing what, what I have not talked about on, maybe it's a random question that comes up later. I have become obsessed with tennis. So I'm a big tennis guy. And so it does only thing that gets frustrating when it comes to times is when these international tournaments, Wimbledon, Australian Open, French Open, oh, yeah. well, th those those match times are frustrating. When I start getting more into soccer, when I start learning more about it, you know, it's <clears throat> it's hard to find the opportunity to watch some of these big matches. Yeah. You know, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll look on Twitter's, you know, trending now, and it's filled with soccer references, and it's all you know Premier League soccer references that I'm not watching at two, three in the morning. So, um, th 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 those are the only time. That's the only time where it ever really impacts me. Is yeah. get, are the international things. Gotcha. Tennis, huh? That's interesting. Love it. Love yeah. the sport. All right, next one. I probably know this one, but I'll ask it anyway. Lake or ocean? Ooh. I'm gonna have to say ocean. Yeah, I'll go ocean. I don't get I don't get in either body of water very often, um, but I go to the beach a lot and I do like going places on vacation where it's a beautiful ocean. Yeah. You know, I, I've had that conversation. Excuse me, real quick. I've had I've that. Never, I've speaking had of that cup right there, I've never, I've never had Whataburger. Oh my God! You never had it? No, seriously. I oh, was speaking of that. Look, look what just rolled in here. So, uh, shout out to uh, Shane Richards here talking about the, uh, mm -hmm. the Whataburger Yeti here. I love this. Uh, 
Jason, my man, we got to get you. We got to get you here and get some Whataburger, man. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be in, I'll be in Texas some point in April or May or something like that. Whatever uh, THSCA is happening, it's like I think, or maybe it's THSADA, THSADA, ADA, and then the tax event are all like kind of like back to back. So I'll be in Texas for a solid like week. So I'll oh, get it. I'll get it that time. Got you. The Tosada you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's April. Um, now, okay. will you be down here? Um, Will you be coming here? So last year, right, where, where you and I first uh, met THSEA uh, coaching school, it was in Houston yep. last year. It's it's slated the next two years here in San Antonio. Will you be coming yep. here in, in July? Yep. Oh, I'll be there. There we go, man. What's it? The, the, the Henry B. Convention Center or something Henry, like that? Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Gonzalez, Center. Gonzalez, that's right. Yep. Yeah, I've been, I've been there multiple times. Yeah, it's about a... About a 30 minute drive from where I am, but uh, yeah, you'll be prime real estate. San Antonio's San Antonio's downtown is they did it right. You'll see. You'll experience yeah. it. You walk everything. It it's phenomenal. So just yeah. just don't ask for the basement of the Alamo. Okay. So if you know that, okay. Don't ask. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Next one. Uh okay. So Sunday dinner, right? You're the chef. You got all family, friends, everybody coming over. What's the go-to dinner that you're cooking? What are you cooking? All right, so um, don't judge me here. <laughs> I go, I go ribs. I'm a really, I'm really good at making ribs. That's the one thing I can make, and I do it really well. Right. So I do, I do, I do ribs really, really well. Um, every time I've made it for people, um, they really seem to like it, uh, and they know. Uh, obviously, you don't know me well enough, but I will definitely tell you when I am good at something. I'm like, I will brag about being good at something. There you go. And uh, okay. and so I, I, I'm con when I when I when I. And when I know it's good, I will tell you about it. And so I'm really good at the ribs. But what's funny is my girlfriend will brag about my ribs to our friends in Texas. We'll go to Austin and we'll be with friends or her family. And she talks about how great my ribs are. And I'll be like, will you shut up? We're in Texas. Like, you can't, you can't go talking about ribs in Texas. Like, I can't compete with Texas smokehouse ribs. Uh, so, um, so I think they're really great for the, they're, they're amazing West Coast ribs. Right. Um, and so uh, that, that's my go-to. Well, I'll tell you what, when you're down here in July for the uh, THSCA, bring some down here with you and we'll make sure we get you some Whataburger in the prop. We'll knock out both. How about that? Yes. So, great yes. stuff. All right. Next one. Book book you are currently reading or recently read. Anything. you much of a reader. Yeah, I do enjoy reading. Uh, right now, I am reading like a, um, a financial book about just like some simple financial steps that I should be taking in general, like with investing and high yield savings accounts and stuff like that. Uh, my next book is um, Willpower Doesn't Work is the next book that's on deck for me, for me to read. And then um, I just, I've never done a book on tape before or audiobooks before. And I wanted to give that a shot. And I figured I could probably do it with like a biography. Mm -hmm. And I just got done listening to uh, the biography on uh, Elon Musk. So that was really interesting. Um, just a, you know, I, I, I've listened to him in some long form interviews on podcasts in the past. I'm really interested in learning about his life story, uh, what led him to what he is now, you know, whatever. I'm not getting into what he says or does on Twitter, but like the overall, like what he, what he's accomplished in the different companies that he's created and, or has been the CEO of and the, the, the brain function that, that he has to, that he has in comparison to the rest of us and the, the problems that he tackles and talks about every day is pretty, pretty wild. So listen to that, reading the financial book. I got a, uh, this book about willpower, how it doesn't work and finding different ways to, um, you know, 
you know, yeah, the, instead of like gritting your teeth and bearing it and trying to just get through something, I'm assuming this book is going to teach me how to do things in a, in a more uh, concise and, and more uh, proactive way. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Audiobooks, uh, audiobooks, I, I feel personally are all about the narrator, right? The reader. It's all about that. Cause if you're, it could be fast, it could be great content right within the book, but if you're, if you're struggling to get through the narrator, the reader, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long read no matter. Yeah. <laughs> a long audio so, read, I guess. So, yeah. I got talked into reading a while back and I, and I would have never have read a book about an actor. Uh, but I, I get kept on getting told that Matthew McConaughey's book was really fun, like a really fun read. Green so light. I finally broke. Yeah. yeah. Green lights. Yeah. And I broke. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll read it. So I read it. And it was a really, really fun read. Loved it. It was, it was a truly a good time. Uh, but then my friends are like, well, you should have listened to the, the audio version. It's him doing it. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I missed out on this Matthew McConaughey reading his whole book. So, uh, maybe I'll go back and, and, and listen to that one again, just for the fun of it. Right. Right. All right. Next one. Professional coach. Obviously, we know you're a football guy, and we, you gave us a statement <clears throat> reference er, earlier. But professional coach, maybe you patterned yourself after during your coaching time. Could be college, could be pro. Could, I mean, could have been a high school coach, right? You, you, uh, great point. So when when it came to like trying to build programs and, and, and the way I would think through building a program, I had arguably the best head football coach in the country as one of my former head football coaches when I worked for him. His name is John Ellinghouse. He's the head football coach at Sierra Canyon. And uh, he literally built the program. Now everyone's, a lot of people have heard of Sierra Canyon because of the basketball organ, basketball program, you know, the different, you know, names that are on that. But the football program started in a park with six kids as an eight man football program. And he, and John Ellinghouse, this head football coach has been the one and only head coach of this program the in its entirety. And he has grown that program to be a top 25 program in the country. Um, and, and, you know, in the top five in the state of California, mm. you know, year in year out over the last, you know, 16, 17 years, um, his coaching style, his coaching style is, you know, the way he thinks through building a program, how he hires a staff, um, is, He's he's truly he's truly gifted in what he does as a as a coach and a leader. And schematically, a lot of the guys that are like great like program builders are not like great scheme guys. Yeah. Um, he's also phenomenal in scheme as well. One of the best instinctive play callers I've ever seen. Wow. Every time, only two times when I sat there and will he called me he called a play. I was like, what the hell are you thinking? And then it worked. I was like, okay, that, that's why that guy's really good at, and successful. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would I would talk uh, about uh, you know who. I would try to emulate when I was trying to to build programs was was him, and then schematically, I'll tell you what one of my favorite um, scheme coaches that uh, I, I I watch a lot of film on, and I got to meet him a handful of times, and I really liked him as a person, and I've got a lot of friends that actually knew him uh, personally as well. Is Coach Sark over at UT? So um, big Sark guy, always loved watching his offenses, his scheme, the way he uses shifts and motions for me was always really interesting. So scheme, a lot of scheme from him and a lot of just leadership and, pro and program building mm -hmm. methodology from uh, coach Ellinghouse over at Sierra Canyon. Yeah. I just saw, speaking of Sark, I just saw today, I saw a brief, I didn't get to click on it. I just saw a headline about how I think they just agreed or about to agree on an extension and pay raise yeah. for him. I don't know. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to make like 10 mil a year. Yeah. yeah 10, I think in every, and every, I think every year, it's going to escalate another hundred grand. So he's going to like get up to, if he finishes through and make like 10.8, 10.9 grand, uh, 10.9 million. 
a year. But he, he's he's running he's running one of the best football or, uh, programs in the country. They're only going to get better with Saban not stepping down over at Alabama. Um, Harbaugh leaving Michigan, like he is now the premier coach in college football, and so he's going to earn every penny of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, they're making that shift over to uh, over to the SEC as well, and uh, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. I'll have to see it, of course. But yeah, I think it's it's looking bright. For, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Next one. So kind of a two parter here. Current music and podcast playlist. What's what's the go? What are the go to's in there in that? If uh, we picked up uh, we picked up your phone, what's in the mix there? Well, I'm sorry to be a homer here, but West Coast hip hop is probably going to be a lot of, a lot of what's in there. Um, Snoop Dogg, Dre, um, Tupac, you know, that, that's going to be a lot of my my playlist. Um, just overall hip hop and rap from late 90s and early 2000s is probably going to be a lot of what's in there. Um, I do dabble in other other genres, little pop, little country. You know, when you when you start tra- when I travel to Texas or or Nashville, you know, you start being around these different bars and, and areas where there's a lot of live country music being played. So you're like, you know, this isn't that bad. I actually kind of like this. And so I'll, I'll throw in some of those songs as well. So that's what's on my my music playlist, uh, podcasting or podcast playlist. Um, definitely not all of the episodes because not everything interests me, but I'm always listening to Joe Rogan. I'm always listening to um, Breaking Points. Again, I'm not trying to get into any kind of political world here, but Breaking Points is a, is a political like news podcast. And they're very concept is like, one person's kind of conservative, one person's, you know, liberal, and they kind of like talk about, you know, how they see things um, from the different current yeah, events cover, happening in the cover, world. They cover some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do. And I've really enjoyed them. So I listen to them. Um, PBD, every once in a while, I listen to some of his stuff every once in a while, but they get a little aggressive sometimes. So I kind of tune out on that. Um, then there's some fun ones. Um, uh, Theo Vaughn, I'll listen to him every once in a while if he has a, a guest that I like. Um, and then I've got my, my, I got a couple buddies that I met back in the day when I was in Los Angeles. They are, uh, the, 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 uh, the podcast is called group chat pod. Um, and it's with two brothers, D and on and Murphy. And then another guy, Chris path is his nickname is drama. He was on an MTV show, but the, but, but the thing is they're all entrepreneurs, um, in the Los Angeles area, starting out in the clothing industry, but they're, they're seat in the Los Angeles, you know, culture. Um, but they've been in business for 20 years. They're all in their forties. And so, uh, they, they're in business, they're in pop culture, their, their companies are in pop culture or in, you know, uh, you know, the, the fashion industry. So they're really smart. They give you, they talk about a little bit of like of what's happening in the world, their own take on what's happening in, uh, you know, with different current event news stuff but they talk a lot about business which i like listening to um and giving you their own insights as entrepreneurs so i'll listen it kind of depends what the mood is i feel like learning about what's happening in the world i'll listen to some things if i feel like that might be depressing i'll go listen to them because that's a little more fun um or you know joe joe rogan will always have like you know an interesting person on his podcast as well now what was what was that one called that one you were just describing again what was that one group chat group chat okay yeah group chat yeah group Group chat chat pod so here's an interesting random some random trivia here for you. You mentioned PBD, right? Patrick Bet David. Uh I was actually <laughs> I actually know and was stationed with, I mean, don't know him well to this day, but I was stationed with first assignment, Malstrom Air Force Base in Montana. I was stationed with uh Oshana, right? Vincent Oshana, who's on that 
who's on that show regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, we were um, Air Force vet. We were stationed together in Montana. So kind of kind of interesting how I stumbled across that podcast a while back. Yeah. And I was like, man, this guy looks really familiar, really familiar. And then sure enough, uh, started talking a little bit more about his background. And then, boom, that's where I placed him. So, uh, yeah, small world. Yeah, he, he does some really big interviews. Like, he, he's gotten some really cool interviews. So, I learned about him. I mean, I heard him first on, on Joe Rogan. And then I, I looked him up. And he did, like, a great interview with Tom Brady in the last five, six months. That was really interesting. Right. So, he's he's and he's such a, a successful entrepreneur that I, I also enjoy listening to his mindset when it comes to business stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, PBD's doing some great stuff. All right, uh, next one here. So this one, uh, I'm curious to see where you stand on this. See if you have anything here. So favorite and least favorite soccer team. Do you have one? I don't. No, I, I have. I have nothing to give you on that one. Well, I'm. I'm. I want to adopt as being. I've lived in San Diego for five years now. Born and raised in LA. Um, I no longer really follow football, which is surprising because I was a football coach and football was my life for my entire life. Uh, so I don't follow it as much anymore. Um, so I really don't have any team in football. Um, I'm a big tennis guy, always a Laker fan. Uh, but now I want to adopt something in San Diego. This is my new home. I want to be here for the foreseeable future. So I want to find a, a team to get behind. I'm not a baseball fan. And so I'm not going to go with the Padres uh, and get excited about that. So. I want to get into soccer. That's the thing I've, I truly decided. I'm not saying that because I'm on this podcast. So I want to get into soccer more. Again, I've been talking to my CEO and my director of sales, who are all soccer guys at, at Gipper, uh, more about teaching me about the sport. Yeah. Uh, so definitely want to go to some new San Diego football club uh, games when they start happening here or matches when they start happening here. I'd like to go check out our women's team. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that they've, they've got some buzz around, around town, the wave. So I want to go to those matches and I want to also understand soccer well enough to the point where then I will move forward and I will select one team in one of the European leagues. I know it's supposed to be like maybe Premier League, but there's all these different leagues in Italy and Spain and Portugal. And, you know, so I want to pick one team in one of those leagues and follow it um, so I can have a good understanding. But soccer is pretty complicated when it comes to yes. the different tournaments and season tournaments and this league plays that, that league and then they've got their championship but then there's this multi-league championship going on so i was watching that show on on amazon um where kind of like follows the team around i was watching it only one season of it with arsenal yeah the uh <clears throat> oh my god yeah i know the i just i forget the name of the actual series itself because it, it's yeah. an actual series but yeah yeah um, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Great series. Yeah, so I, yeah it, was, it was really interesting. And so um, I want to continue watching that to learn more about the overall, just like the business side and like the, the way the sport is organized and structured. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, I always, I always geek out come World Cup time. I'm always, going, I'm always watching every USA match. Um, and I remember when I lived in uh, uh, Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach area in Los Angeles, we were up at, you know, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., hitting the bars you know, this is when I forget where the where the World Cup was, but USA got you know second or third round or something like that, and mm -hmm. uh, so it was really exciting. And I got I remember being a part of that excitement and enjoying it. So looking yeah. forward to, to all, the next World Cup. All or nothing is what the series is. Called. All or nothing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And, then, and you can go back. Obviously, you can go back and look at previous seasons. They had one with uh, uh, Jose Mourinho and Tottenham Tottenham Hotspur. They had another uh, season with uh, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, mm -hmm. their coach there. They're phenomenal. They're, um, you know, another one, too, that just came to, 
obviously you hadn't seen the previous i'm assuming you haven't seen the previous seasons but uh one just came down this week uh Sunder sunderland till i die on netflix if you haven't seen that check that out well and we can talk sunderland about it until i die okay yeah it's it just latest the latest season of that uh just launched this week and it's you know i'm only into the second episode right now but it's it's phenomenal because it, it gives you more insight into the the fascinating aspect of promotion relegation and how it takes mm. the uh how it takes the community on that roller coaster ride with the team right so um yeah it's a real deep sense of of loyalty and community and you know just being a supporter so it, it's yeah. pretty fascinating yeah it is it's it's so interesting here in America when people say you know ask you like who's your team you know you're like oh who's your team who who, who are you a fan of and you tell them whatever team that is but it seems like in Europe you you ask who do you support right. and uh I I've always found that 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 change in language to be very um impactful with like you know how that community takes it because they actually are supporting yeah. them they they kind of, they're they're going on that emotional roller coaster with them yeah. as well yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It's yeah, it's and and I'll share that. I'll share more with you, more info with you offline. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool. There's a couple of other good ones out there too. Um, all right, next one. Going back to your time as a coach, not as a player. Any game day superstitions or rituals that you had? What what it dependent is dependent upon where I was coaching. Um, there when I was coaching at one program. Uh, there was one breakfast place that I would get breakfast at this one spot every single game day. Uh, so that was a ritual that I had. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a oh totally appropriate, but on because Friday night because Friday night is such a you're on such a high as a coach. Uh, when I was younger, Thursday night would be my go out night to go out with friends and go drinking and have a good night uh, because I knew. Uh, all of my work to prepare for the week was done, done. by Thursday. And uh, all I had left was the day of the game, you know, the, the Friday night game. And so I knew if I went out with my friends on Thursday night and I don't get, I'm not too crazy or anything, but you know, if I woke up with a little bit of a headache, I had like one, 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 uh, one drink too many. Um, I knew no matter what come Friday night, six o'clock when I step on the field for pregame, if I had, if I had any feeling of a little tiredness at all would be gone because just like the, just raw energy of a Friday night uh, football okay. game would take over. So Thursday night was my fun go out night um, during uh, dur during game weeks. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Um, mo and we were just <laughs> speaking about Amazon and Netflix. Uh, most recent binge watch. I rewatched probably for the third time the West Wing. Mm, okay. on uh on uh it's on max i think now so that was like my so, so it's not on netflix but that was mm -hmm. my most recent binge how many, watch. Seasons? How many seasons is that there were seven seasons seven okay. seven seasons yeah I so never, that was that's one of my, one of my favorite all-time shows i never got into that one i don't know why so i'm in the middle of re-watching for probably about the 15th time uh the sopranos uh, oh, you've never seen that. Yeah. Oh, seen that. oh, yeah. My my girlfriend, uh, I've been dating her for a year and she's not well, she's not watched a lot of the best TV shows. So we're finishing up Breaking Bad. I felt like that'd be a good start for her because it's such a good show. And she's from Albuquerque. So I figured right. like, she might enjoy it. So like throughout the entire show, she's like, I went to high school there. That's where I had, you know, so she knew all the different like filming locations. Yeah. But uh, I, I think I'm not sure what my next 
show is to, to bring to her, which is on the like greatest list for me. It might be Friday Night Lights and not because I'm a football guy, but it's just a phenomenal show. Or it might be The Sopranos because Sopranos may be the greatest show of all time. I agree. I agree. I, I, I tell people, right, younger people, right, as I tell them all the time, is even Breaking Bad and some of the other modern series, what people think are, and I'm not taking away from them, not saying that they're not great, but I was like, dude, I, I was coming up in a time where we had, you basically had The uh, the Wire and The Sopranos back to back going on, you know, kind of overlapped a little bit. But those two, un, unreal. They just, yeah. I mean, they, you'd be hard-pressed to make them nowadays in this day and age. But uh, right. they're still phenomenal. They're still phenomenal. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Next one. Bucket list. We've got a couple left here. Uh, bucket list destination. Uh, good, good question. I've uh, Over the last 10 years, I've definitely gotten heavy into traveling. Um, I would say my top two places I really want to get to is one, Japan. Mm -hmm. I would say top three places. Yeah. Japan. Um, and South Africa for like a safari, but those are big money trips. Everything I've researched about that, that that's going to be a pretty expensive trip. Um, the next thing I want to go to that I think is more on the affordable side for me is going to be Scotland. I really want to go to Scotland. Um, and then this year, however, although I've said three different, three these three places, the place I might go to this year actually um, is, is probably going to be back to Italy. Uh, I've been to Florence, Rome, and um, and uh venice mm -hmm. in italy but i might check out some other southern parts of italy later this year uh, and finish it off in turin italy which is yeah. where the atp finals are for uh in tennis so uh, my brother and i are big tennis fans so like we'd like to travel together he lives in florida i live in here in san diego so it's something that we get to do together is travel and so we might we might go to italy uh later this year but scotland is like high 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 on my list but i want to get like a big group of friends for that because uh, you know, you travel like Italy and France or uh, Spain and, and Greece and, you know, a big part of the experience is the food. Um, but when you travel to places to like 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 Scotland or Italy or uh, Ireland, and I've been to Ireland, um, part a big part of it is like going to the distilleries and tasting the scotch or the whiskeys and the yeah. or the Guinnesses and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I want yeah. to have like a group of friends for that for that kind of event in Scotland and yeah. golf. I want to golf in Scotland. Right. Well, let me know about Italy too, because you know I lived there for two and a half years. So oh, was, really? I was throughout Europe, but uh, yeah, I was stationed there for about two and a half years. That was my stomping ground. So phenomenal stuff. Definitely tons of places I could recommend there for sure. Um, all right, two left here. Uh, super, uh, kind of a superpower question here. Speak every language. You can only pick one. Speak every language or talk to animals. What do you got? Oh, speak every language. Yeah. I am constantly impressed with people when I am in Europe. When you meet them and you find out that they know four languages, like how do you know four languages? I'm, I know I can barely speak one here as a as a you know American citizen. I'm learning, trying to learn Spanish on Duolingo, where my Mexican girlfriend gives me a hard time when I'm not picking it up fast enough. So I would love to be uh, the, have the ability to speak any language. There you go. All right. I'm with you. I say the same. As and as a soccer coach, <laughs> it's a no brainer. Speak, you know, speak. Oh every, yeah, it's speak. I bet. Yeah. Right. I go to Mexico. I go to Mexico. I went to Mexico for dinner because I got in San Diego. Went down to T Tijuana for dinner on uh, on Thursday night. I would love to be able to be more fluent in Spanish and just yeah. be able to seamlessly talk to folks. Yeah. So that would be my my ideal. Okay. Final one here. So, and this one, you're still evolving in this space. So I get it, but I'll ask it anyway, based upon what just 
where you feel comfortable in terms of what you know right now, right? Um, one thing you'd change. So Jason French is appointed the soccer czar in America, right? So you're in charge of all of soccer, everything, whatever you say goes, right? One thing you'd change in soccer in America tomorrow, first agenda item, what would you change? I would I would have to say something in the ballpark, and I, I don't want to say this in an incorrect way or get put my foot in my mouth, but the game of soccer has to find a way to go extract some athletes from like our like from football a little bit. Um, but they need to go out and, and it, I don't know, how do I, how do I say that They're, they need to find a way to market their sport in a way to to folks in you know right well many of the country that are, are focused right. on like football because the the athleticism the body types mm -hmm. the body types of a great soccer player from what i've seen are the same body types of a, a running back or a small wide receiver you know not the six five guy but the six foot guy the the five the five nine running back who's just lightning fast you know they, they're their their agility is off the charts like these kinds of athletes these shifty athletes if we could teach those these shifty athletes that foot eye coordination and mm -hmm. skill set, I, I feel like American soccer can get itself to the level of to, you know consistently be at the top of the international game. Because I think our I think our pool of athletes is as good or better than anybody in the world. Um, but we're just for some reason soccer hasn't found its way into the hearts and minds of um, uh, every sing every you know, socioeconomic right. geographic location right. around the country. So I, I think that's what we would do. I, I in per personally, I think, and I think many people would argue this is that you hit on the, on the magic buzzword or buzzwords there, right? Socioeconomic and what we're seeing right now in terms of youth sports, the professionalization of it, you're seeing many of those potential athletes that you're, that you're speaking about essentially being priced out, right? Or not having the opportunity to even, you know, really develop, really compete. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a good one. I mean, I, I would not, you can go with it in so many different directions, but I definitely know where you're coming from with that. So yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. the travel aspect of being a, a club athlete is so difficult to overcome if you don't have the, the financial ability to do that. Um, but I do think that, you know, social media i think is going to be is really helpful like messi coming to america and just having that buzz around around our mm -hmm. country kids are going to be able to sit there and go oh wow i can be this world-class athlete and be this famous and rich and cool and you know and his whole all the things that he that he provides and the his brand that came to america i feel like little things like that will help but it's hard in, in my opinion now i'm not nerding out a little bit here but my opinion with soccer is this it's one of the most phenomenal sports in the world by far. What these people can do with their foot at full speed is amazing to me. But the the angle of the camera watching, the, the amazingness of soccer is up close, watching these people perform. What they can do is, and their athleticism is, is like is a, is a miracle because I can't I could never imagine being able to can control a ball on the like at the at, at my toe. Uh, like I would with my hand. That's that's amazing to me. But in order to see the game take place and all the 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 angles and the the lanes for passing lanes and all the scheme of what's happening on the field, the the camera's so up high where you can't see the true 
you know, gift that these guys have or these guys and gals have up close. So it's like this thing, like how can they showcase the sport um, on, on TV that makes Pete makes it a little, a little sexier uh, right. to, to, you know, your average fan is, is something that it just seems like, a, and of course the whole scoring thing, I'm, I'm assuming turns people off too. Sometimes not enough scoring. Everyone wants more scoring. That's why basketball is so popular, right? Like there's always, there's always people scoring. So right. uh, I don't know. I probably butchered the way I was explaining that, but it's really about, you know, for some reason we can't, we don't get to see how truly gifted these athletes are because of the camera angles and the distance that the, the cameras are set at. But if you, but if you're, up close then you can't see the passing lane that that guy's trying to fit it through or the shot he's trying to take so yeah uh, it's, oh, it's kind of a give and take thing when you're pitch side and you're wa watching this up close in a stadium it's yeah it it kind of redefines that that respect and appreciation that you're talking about no doubt yeah no doubt so well jason that's gonna do it buddy you know we've uh you know we've we've gone through quite a bit you survived our counterattack segment as well so Really appreciate having you here. Everything you've, uh, you know, you gave us great info as well. Great insight on our our partnership and our platform there in Gipper. And, uh, you know, one of the last things we do here is in our final final thoughts, you know, we kind of share here in what we call stoppage time. Any, you know, shout outs, thank yous, anything on, on your mind as it relates to just the sport, maybe Gipper, your platform, what have you, the, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, no, thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure being here today with you, getting the chat with you. I love having those little random questions that you're throwing out at me. Um, again, I want to learn more about soccer, so I'll, I'll definitely have to learn, continue to extract some information from you and the bit different folks at Gipper uh, about soccer to continue this desire to become a fan. Um, for those of you listening or watching, uh, thanks for, for tuning in, and I appreciate you spending that time this time with us today, uh, whether you're watching it live on a Saturday or consuming it later throughout the week. Uh, we, again, we really encourage you to to just check out our website. Go go to uh, Gipper.com. Uh, start that 14 day free trial. Uh, contact our 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 team for a demo. Uh, if you're a club coach, high school coach, uh, club director, athletic director, um, yeah, we we can truly impact the life of your organization by helping you create amazing marketing content. And uh, we want to have the opportunity to showcase that to you. And to see and to show you and prove to you uh, why we can make that big impact for you. So, and thank you. Uh, shout outs to the Gipper team. I don't know if anybody's gonna listen to this, but uh, our sales director Brian, our my teammate and colleague uh, Lydia, who's who's our the backbone, the organizational backbone of our of our team. Um, our CEO Matthew, who's also been such a a support, uh, you know, to all of us at the company, but also uh, to me individually. Uh, during my time here at Gipper. So uh, yeah, look, looking forward to another, again, I, I told you guys I, I'm in my first, I just finished my first year at Gipper. And so I'm looking forward to year two and looking forward to, and please, for those of you that are at events that I'm at, um, at uh, on the road, please stop by and say hello. A lot of you guys are probably in Texas that are listening. So please come by to the AD event. I'll be at the AD event, the TAPS event and the coaches event um, in Texas this year. So please stop by and say hello. Awesome. Awesome. Great stuff. Thank you, Jason. And uh, yeah, you know, one of the things as you kind of dip your toe further and further into the soccer world, you know, personally, I think you're, you're coming on, you're getting more intrigued at the perfect time, like a crucial time in terms of this country, right? You would, you know, you have Copa, Copa America that will happen this year in 2024. 
Um, then you're gonna have 2025. You have the FIFA, the FIFA Club World Cup, which with its new rules and how it's redesigned, that sounds really exciting, right? That will be held here. Of course, 2026, we have the the men's World Cup, the possibility of the women's World Cup in 2027. That has not been announced yet. Uh, and then, of course, the Olympics, which I think LA, isn't it? 28. And yeah, I think yeah. LA, right? Yeah. So yeah. it is, you know, these next two, you know, these next three summers, right? But with the potential of the next five years are going to be, I feel are going to be redefining in terms of the sport of soccer in this country, right? So, because a lot of people don't know just how much came from the 94 World Cup, right? They, some people, <laughs> you know, the today's youth think, think that this is how it's always been in terms of soccer in this country. And no, not even close, not even close. So I can only imagine what, uh, what next huge leaps we will take um, as a footballing, right? A soccer football country uh, in the next few years. So uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely excited as well. So um, our next episode, my final thoughts, really just a couple of plugs. Final thoughts are this. We have our next episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer. If you're watching this live, uh, you're watching this at all, you can see it. It is down on the uh, the ticker, down on the bottom, the footer of this video. It will be tomorrow, 4 p.m., episode four of Inside Texas High School Soccer. <coughs> Excuse me. We will be looking at kind of our, re our Region 2 overview along with our state RPI as well as our um, our Game Ball Awards and our team Teams of the Week Awards as well. So excited about that one. We, and as well as we do have a special guest that will be joining us. So got to uh, make sure you join us for that. And then, of course, you can find us on our social media plugs, right? You can find us on Twitter X, as I call it, at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. So thank you again for our, all our listeners, all our supporters, to our great friends at Gipper. L absolutely love our partnership with them. Grateful to have Jason French, our partnerships, man partnerships manager of Gipper, joining us today. So for Jason French, I am Coach Hector Cano. You know what to do. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.